Israeli does not move very fast. The Israeli listeners have lost it all. So, uh, blessed people, I want to look at why does the Lord come out blazing fire to rebuke the church? And there's so much I've read, Israeli has not got it today. The insight here. Again, from verses 1 to 25, the Lord comes out and lays serious instruments in that scripture. Now, I want to look at the focusing on heaven tonight. Why does he focus them on heaven? Why does he talk to them the way he talks from verse 8 all the way down? And why does he talk the way he talks from verse 1 to 7? Together. 
Kitabu cha Petro wa kwanza mara tumu kigeuka pale cha soma pamoja. Pas Peter. Petro wa kwanza. Give me the Pas Peter chapter 35. Petro wa kwanza sura 3 mstari wa 5. Once you're done and then we can read through. We can even read verse 1. Tunaweza hata kuanzia mstari wa kwanza. Because first Peter. Kitabu cha Petro wa kwanza. Chapter 3. Sura ya 3. Once you're there. Mara tu mkifika pale. We've got a few scriptures tonight. Na tunayo maandiko kadha wa kadha usiku wa leo. Once you're ready, it says the following. Anasema yafuatayo. We can even start verse 8. Finally all of you be like be like minded be sympathetic love one another be compassionate and humble and then do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult on the contrary repay evil with blessing this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing meaning that there is a blessing of inheritance coming. Then avengers revenge belongs to the Lord. That's what saying. That's what he's saying here. That revenge belongs to the Lord. And then, so when you go back to First Corinthians again, chapter four. First Corinthians chapter four again. Again, from verse one. Now, if you look at that scripture, it gives several instruments, very important to define the bride of Christ. And then he goes on to lay their significance. Number one, he says the definition of the servant of Christ, definition of someone who is a Christian, definition of someone who is born again, definition of someone delivered, definition of a disciple of Christ. And he says servants of Christ, they are the beholders, the guardians, custodians of the mysteries of God. Then okay. he moves on then and lays forth from verse 5 the day of judgment and now raises the day that is coming. Okay, na kwenye kitabu cha Korinto kwanza sura ya 4 kwanza sura ya kwanza anazungumza kuhusu watumishi wa Mungu na pia ukitelea mbele anazungumza kuhusu kitambulisho cha wanafunzi. Five says the following blessed people. Five says never forget nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord come bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart and he says at that time each will receive their praise from God so that is what we want to look at today he says there is a day coming of accountability
Remember I told you, we don't have my time, but why it is nice. Second Peter, turn with me there, blessed people. I'm reading chapter 3. So the Lord is talking about a day that is coming. A day of judgment that is coming and there's accountability that is laid on people. And he's saying, the church that is the bride of Christ, that is the glorious disciple of Christ, the fellowship that they have entered into, demands of them that they have this character that is in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And he has laid some key features there, focusing it on the day that is coming. She's focused on the day that is coming.
to 21 defining the true church of Christ that entered the kingdom of God so 1 Corinthians chapter 4 again verses 1 to 21 so it gives out some very important aspects of your salvation there, where you are all, you're all focused. You are all, you are all ought to be focused now as a follower of Christ. The day that is coming. The day of So, blessed people, again, the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 to 21, it gives us a very important aspect that you must take hold of for you to enter the kingdom of glory. And that is absolutely clear because there are consequences onto those that don't adhere to these instructions. Then you will not observe the preparedness required as you await that day. And if you don't, then you'll end up in a tremendous, terrible place on that day because we are going straight Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 and 15 that is alluding to here. The day of judgment. The book of Revelation, chapter 20, verses 11 and 15. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it, the earth and the heavens fled from his presence. There was no place for them, meaning uncreation, the undoing creation. They simply disappeared at the tread of he that sat on the great white throne, judgment of God. And I saw the dead, the great and small, standing before the throne, and the books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. So again, bringing account to how you live your life here now. And the death and hate came up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what they had done. Again, nailing down the responsibility and accountability that would be demanded for how you've lived on the earth here.
the contemplation of your heart, what you are doing on the earth here, how you live your Christian life, second after second, day after day, all the time. And then he says, it is all open on that day. Kisha mauti na kuzimu zikatupa katika ziwa la moto. Hii ndio mauti ya pili. Yaani hilo ziwa la moto. Iwapo mtu jina lake aliyekuonekana katika kile kitabu cha uzima alitupwa ndani ya lile ziwa la moto. Hivyo basi anazungumza kuhusu kuwajibika ya kwamba kila mtu ambaye unafanya, kila kitu ambacho unafanya Mungu anaandika. Hata iwe sirini, Mungu wetu tunayemwabudu ni Mungu anayeandika. So blessed people now I want us to slowly walk into this judgment. That he raises up here in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 5 it looks at verse 5 and verse 21 the judgment that is coming. Again he says verse 5 of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 he says therefore judge nothing before the appointed time wait until the Lord comes You bring to light what is hidden in darkness and expose the motives the hidden counsels of the heart if you read the other version the hidden counsels of the heart the motives of the heart and it says at that time each person will receive their due praise of God Anasema kwa hiyo msihukumu jambo lolote kabla ya wakati wake ngojeni mpaka Bwana atakapokuja yeye ataeleka nuruni mambo yale yaliyofichwa gizani na kuweka wazi pia za mioyo ya wanadamu wakati huo kila mmoja atapokea sifa na Sanhedrin. 
70. That was in Jerusalem, the council of 70. He's the one that trained them on the matter of law, the law of God. So you can imagine the sarcasm where now he's telling them that you are very wise, for us we are fools. Sisi ni wajiba kwa ajili ya Kristo lakini ninyi mna hekima ndani ya Kristo hivyo basi mnaweza kuwazia ile kaiteli kwa sababu ni Paulo ambaye alipanda hilo kanisa pale na Paulo alikuwa mtu ambaye alikuwa na akili mingi kabisa hekima mingi kabisa hata inamanikea kwamba Paulo ndiye aliyefundisha baraza la wazee katika Yerusalemu wale sabini. I said something else So again so, so let's move on blessed people So I say you can imagine it was highly educated more than them and then now he's now presenting to them that picture you see God showing disgust as to okay for you you are wise for us you are full and then he goes on to say further on Hivyo basi unaona kwamba Paulo alikuwa amesoma sana zaidi kuwali kwa wao lakini unaona jinsi ambavyo anazungumza kwa wao katika namna hiyo kana kwamba kusemea kwamba ninyi ni weregu sana kuliko sisi ambao tulipanda hili kanisa hivyo basi unaona bwana akileta pale Hivyo basi unaona Paulo akisema pale ya kwamba ninyi mna hekima kabisa kuliko mimi ambaye nilipanda hili kanisa. Hivyo basi unaona ya kwamba kwa kweli Bwana anazungumza na wao. So I'm saying now that the Lord is very categorical here in his rebuke and very sharp in the way he's rebuking the church that has fallen the present church. Hivyo basi unaona kwamba Bwana ni wa kabisa na mkali kabisa kulingana na jinsi ambavyo anatemea kanisa lake katika wakati huu wa sasa hivi. The judgment that he's talking about is a tremendous judgment. If you don't prepare for the kingdom of God, then you will end up in the great white throne judgment where it will be unbearable. He says the heavens and earth, they simply disappear at the tread of he that sits on the throne. Hukumu ambayo inakuja ni hukumu ya kutisha kabisa iwapo mtajiandaa kwa ajili ya ufalme mbinguni basi ni lazima mtasimama mbele ya kiti hicho cha upe cha hukumu anasemea kwamba ni ya kutisha sana kiasi kwamba hata mbingu na dunia zitatoroka so, kabisa katika yeye aketie kwenye enzi hiyo I want us to look at that judgment step by step the book of Romans chapter 2 verse 8 Nataka tuangazie hiyo hukumu aliyopatiwa kwenye kitabu cha Warumi sura ya 2 mstari wa 8 Romans chapter 2 verse 8 even verse 1 is very powerful can start with you therefore have no excuse you who pass judgment on someone else for at whatever point you judge another you are condemning yourself because you are passing judgment and yet you do the same thing so again he's referring here about the events you see in Romans chapter 1 anasema kwamba kwa hiyo una uduru wote wewe mtu awaye yote utoaye hukumu kwa mwingine kwa maana katika jambo lolote unalohukumu wengine unajihukumu wewe mwenyewe kwa sababu wewe unayehukumu kwa
there will be wrath and anger. So that is the judgment that the Lord was alluding to when he was warning the fallen church in Corinth, even the present day church now. Anasema katika mstari wa nane, lakini kwa wale wafuatao mambo yao wenyewe na wale wanaotakataa kweli na kuzifuata njia mbaya kutakuwa na ghadhabu na hasira ya Mungu. Hivyo basi hiyo ndio ghadhabu hukumu ambayo Mungu alikuwa anarejelea kwa kanisa la Korinto na pia kwa kanisa hili la Who do not know God 
and do not obey the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The gospel is to be obeyed. The gospel must be obeyed, that's what he's saying. He's saying that the mighty God, if the mighty God of heaven has decided to come to the earth and die for you, then go to the Calvary cross, die, be buried, and then resurrect, and then ascension, ascended into heaven. He doesn't see the reason why nobody should fail, anybody should fail to obey the gospel. Says, if the mighty God of heaven, the supreme God of heaven, the Godhead, Christ the Messiah, has already come from heaven, the King, the King of glory, he has come from heaven, and then he has walked the earth, and then reduced himself to the stature of man to the lowly position of men like a worm, and then go to the Calvary cross, abused and killed, and then buried, after being buried, resurrecting, and then ascension. Then God does not see any reason as to why anybody should remain unobedient, disobedient to the gospel. Chapter 1, 12 and 18. 
says the following, Revelation chapter 112, I read, I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. Again, the voice he's talking about is the voice you see in verse 10. He says, On the Lord's day I was in the Spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, Write on a scroll what you see, and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, to Pagamon, uh, Pagamon, to Thyatira, to Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Ndipo nikazauka ili nione ni sauti ya nani iliyokuwa ikisema pamoja nami hii sauti ndio ambayo mnaona katika kitabu cha ufunuo kwanza sura ya sura ya kwanza mstari wa 10 ambapo anasema kwamba nilikuwa katika roho siku ya bwana nikasikia sauti kubwa kama ya tarumbeta nyuma yangu ikisema andika kwenye kitabu haya yote unayaona kisha uyapeleke kwa makanisa saba yani Ephesus Smyrna Pergamum Thyatira Sardis Philadelphia na Laodicea Vastov says that turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me and when I turned I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest. Katikati ya vile vinara vya taa nikaona mtu kama mwana wa Adamu amevaa zohorefu na mkanda wa dhahabu amefungwa kifuani mwake. The hair on his head was white like wool as white as snow. Kichwa chake na nywele zake zilikuwa nyeupe kama sofu. And his eyes were like blazing fire. Nyeupe kama theluji na mate yake ilikuwa yanawaka kama mwali wa moto. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of rushing water. Na sauti yake ilikuwa kama sauti ya maji mengi. Again, let me just repeat because they spoke it over what I was saying. It says again here verse 14. The hair on his head was as white like wool. As white as snow, and then he says, "On his uh, in his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze, glowing in a furnace, and his voice like the sound of rushing waters." Anasema kichwa chake na nywele zake zilikuwa nyeupe kama sufu, nyeupe kama theluji, na mate yake ilikuwa kama mwali wa moto, na nywele zake zilikuwa kama shaba iliyosuguliwa sana, kama vile imesafishwa katika tanuru ya moto, na sauti yake ilikuwa kama sauti ya maji mengi. In his right hand he had seven and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword you can imagine this picture his face was like the sun shining in his fullest brilliance when i saw him i fell at his feet as though dead he placed then he placed his right hand on me and said do not be afraid I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and now look, I am alive forever and ever. I hold the keys to death and hate. Nilipomwona nilianguka miguuni pake kama aliyekufa. Ndipo akaweka mkono wake wa kuume juu yangu na kusema usiogope. Mimi ni wa kwanza na wa mwisho. Mimi ni yeye aliye hai. Niliyekuwa nimekufa na tazama ni hai milele na milele. Nami ninazofunguza mauti na kuzimu. So look at the dread. So he fell down. John fell down. The Jesus he loved. The Jesus that he walked with, that loved him as the most beloved disciple. The Jesus he knew. But when he sees him on the day of his coming, now glorified as the king of the universe who is ready to come to judge, then he falls in the terror. He falls on death because of the way he looked. The blazing fire. 
the double-edged sword, and so he cannot stand. Nobody can stand before him. Hivyo basi tazameni hilo tisho wakati ambapo Yohana mtume alipomuona alipomuona Yesu ambaye alimpenda sana zaidi katika siku ya kuja kwake alianguka chini kifudipudi kama yeye aliyekufa kwa sababu lile tisho ambalo amebeba hakuna mtu yeyote yule ambaye anaweza kustahimili Hivyo basi katika kitabu cha Hebrewia sura ya 6 mstari wa 4 hadi 6 tuliona pia Acts 
they have committed in their ungodliness and of all the defiant words ungodly sinners have spoken against him anasema enoki mtu wa saba kuanzia adamu alitoa unabii kuhusu watu hawa akisema tazama bwana anakuja pamoja na maelfu kwa maelfu ya watakatifu wake ili kumhukumu kila mmoja na kuwapatiliza wote waliomcha Mungu kwa matendo yao yote ya uasi waliotenda pamoja na maneno yote ya machukizo ambayo wenye dhambi wamesema dhidi yake the lord is saying judgment is coming bwana anasema hukumu inakuja that is the main takeaway message in the book of 1 corinthians chapter 4 in defining those who are true followers of Christ the true church of Christ they are aware that judgment is coming they don't just leave focus on here and now but they are aware of the judgment coming huo ndio ujumbe mkuu kabisa wa kuzingatia kwenye kitabu cha Korinto wa kwanza sura ya 4 mstari wa 5 na 21 ya kwamba wale ambao wanafunzi wa kweli wa Kristo wafunzi wa kweli wa Kristo wanajua vyema kabisa ya kwamba kunayo hukumu ya Mungu ambayo inakuja na kwa hivyo hawaishi tu hapa na sasa hivi bali wanazingatia na kuwajibikia kila kitu wanachotenda Judgment is coming that's the main message the Lord is laying there as the church has fallen into apostasy in Corinth the church he planted that Paul planted and then all of a sudden they have fallen into apostasy he, he warned them he wrote them the letter the letter that you see in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and in that letter he warned them that judgment is coming hivyo basi hukumu inakuja huo ndio ujumbe mzito kabisa ambao bwana anasisitiza kuhusu pale wakati ambapo kanisa katika wakorinto lilikuwa limeanguka katika dhambi katika mwanguko wa imani kanisa ambalo lilipangwa na paulo hivyo basi akakuja kwao na kuwakemea na kuambia kwamba hukumu inakuja First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 3. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains of a pregnant woman and they will not escape. Wakati watu wanaposema ya kwamba amani amani inakuja, hivyo basi kwa ghafla hukumu itakuja kwa wao kama mwanamke aliyemjamzito na wao hawatakwepa. The Lord equates that judgment as the pain the unexpected pains of a pregnant woman who is about to give birth hivyo basi bwana anafilinganisha hiyo hukumu kama vile ile utuku wa mwanamke aliye na mimba mjamzito ambaye haitarajii kabisa the lord says judgment is coming bwana anasema kwamba hukumu inakuja that the complacency and the comfort of the church in corinth is the same complacency and comfort you see the present day churches in where they do things to please themselves and please the world ya kwamba mazoea na ule mwanguko ukengeufu katika dhambi ambayo kanisa la wakorinto walikuwa nayo ndio ile ile ambayo unaona katika ulimwengu huu sasa kanisa la sasa wanayo ambapo wanachanganya kila kitu katika dunia na kanisa Isaiah chapter 2 verse 10 kitabu cha Isaiah hide in the ground from the fearful presence of the lord and the splendor of his majesty that is just how dreadful that judgment will be kitabu cha isaia sura pili mstari wa kwanza ile ndilo aliloliona isaia mwana wa amozi kuhusu kuhusu yuda again i've read isaia chapter 2 verse 10 kitabu cha isaia sura pili mstari wa 10 anasema kwamba ingeni kwenye miamba jifiteni ardhini kutokana na utisho wa bwana na utukufu wa enzi yake that is just how dreadful the judgment of god will be when now the messiah comes as a judge the people flee from his presence you cannot stay in his presence you cannot bear it 
hivyo ndivyo hukumu ya Mungu itakavyokuwa ya kutisha sana zaidi wakati ambapo Masiya atakapokaa katika kiti chake cha enzi hakuna yeyote ambaye atastahimini Verse 19 says the following people will flee to caves in the rocks and to holes in the ground from the fearful presence of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty when he rises to shake the earth again defining the day of judgment when the messiah comes to judge the earth 19 watu watakimbilia kwenye mapango ndani ya miamba na kwenye mahandaki ardhini kutokana na utisho wa Bwana na utukufu wa enzi yake hainukapo kuitikisa dunia hivyo basi mara tena hilo ndilo tisho kuu wakati ambapo atakuja kumwamba ghadhabu yake juu ya dunia He wants the judgment of God is coming. That the true church of Christ lives a life on this earth aware of that judgment. The true church of Christ lives a life very much aware that the day is coming when there will be judgment. They will be held to account. The Lord will judge. Jesus will now be the judge. Kanisa la kweli la Kristo wanaishi vyema kabisa wakitambua hakika ya kwamba siku ya Bwana hukumu inakuja ya kwamba Bwana anakuja na Yesu atahukumu. Says the book of Isaiah chapter 66. Anasema kwenye kitabu cha Isaya sura 66. Is Isaiah 66 I'm reading 15 and 16. Kitabu cha Isaya 66 nasoma 15:16 asema See the Lord is coming with fire and his chariots like a wild wind he will bring down his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire Tazama Bwana anakuja na moto magari yake ya vita ni kama upepo wa kisulisuli ataremsha hasira yake kwa ghadhabu yake kali na karipio lake pamoja na miale ya moto with fire with his and with his sword for with fire and with his sword the Lord will execute judgment all people and many will be those slain by the Lord. Tremendous. That is now Jesus that loves you. He now comes as a judge. It is tremendous slaughter he says. Kwa maana kama 
kama nilivyokuisha kuambia mara nyingi kabla na sasa nasema tena hata kwa machozi watu wengi wanaishi kama adui wa msalaba wa Kristo and is talk about the present day church the fallen church that is in apostasy the church that is preaching prosperity another gospel the church has that has abandoned the gospel of the cross and the blood and he says they are living as enemies of the cross anazimuliza kuhusu kanisa la sasa hivi kanisa ambalo limeanguka kachoka katika imani ya kweli kanisa ambalo unajiendeleza and will expose 
the hidden motives, the other version said the hidden counsels of the heart, the hidden motives of the heart. How will he execute the judgment then? The book of Luke chapter 12, I'm reading verses 2 and 3. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner room will be proclaimed from the rooftop. He saying that when the Lord comes to execute that judgment, the Lord is going to search the hidden counsels of the hearts of men. He's going to search the hidden things, motives of the hearts of men. Everything you ever did in the darkness, everything you ever said in the dark is going to expose the hidden motives of the hearts of men. Like it revealed to me about the coronavirus, and I prophesied five years ago, now it is here. 
akikakuwa na mwenyezi hatafanya neno lolote bila kuwafunulia watumishi wake manabii siri yake hivyo basi hivyo ndivyo bwana alivyo ya kwamba yeye hafanyi jambo lolote pasipo kuwafunulia manabii wake wakuu hata mambo ya usoni hivi ndivyo niliweza kujua hata mambo ambayo
Bwana huona kila kitu. Na ndio sababu hata wakati mwingine nikiwa hapa ninaweza kunaona kila ambacho kinaendelea katika lile ikulu ile jumba ya ovo kule Marekani. Naona yale ambayo watu wanazungumza wanapanga kila ambacho watu wanaenda kuvaa. Ninaona kila kitu. The book of Jeremiah 23. The Lord sees everything. He's going to judge the hidden things and bring them out. The things that mankind has been keeping in their heart, propelling them to commit sin and apostasy. The book of Psalm 90 verse 8 says, 
You have set our iniquities before you. Our secret sins in the light of your presence. Kitabu cha Zaburi 90 mstari wa 8 anasema kwamba umeyaweka maovu yetu mbele yako dhambi zetu za sirini katika nuru ya uwepo wako The book of Proverbs turn with me there Kitabu cha Mithali geukeni pamoja nami pale We turn to the book of Proverbs chapter chapter 15 Tunaenda kwenye kitabu cha Mithali sura ya 15 But before we go there I read 90 the book of Psalm 98 again it says You have set our iniquities before you our secret sins in the light of your presence meaning nothing is hidden from the lord and the lord is using that to define the church that will enter the rapture she is aware that god this is what instructs her life informs the way she lives kitabu cha zaburi 90 mstari wa 8 anasema kwamba umeyaweka maovu yetu mbele yako dhambi zetu za sirini katika nuru ya uwepo wako hivyo basi kanisa ambalo ni la kweli la mungu ajiondema kabisa kwamba mungu anajua kila kitu na kuona kila kitu kanisa ambalo linaingia katika unyakuzi anajua vyema kabisa kwamba mungu anaona na kuona kila kitu ambacho anafanya hata sirini the fact that god can see everything and knows everything in the hidden chambers of their heart even before it reaches their tongue to say or they contemplate in their minds to do they already have seen it that is what informs the church that is the glorious church of Christ the church that is the heavenly priestly bride the church that enters the kingdom of God she lives her life informed and instructed by that so she's constantly aware that i am living in the eyes of the lord Hivyo basi kauli ya kwamba Mungu anaona na kujua kila kitu ambacho kiko katika siri ya vilindi vya mioyo ya kila mmoja hiyo ndio ambayo inamsababisha Mkristo muumini wa kweli apate kuishi akijua kwamba kila wakati yuko machoni pa Mungu mkuu aliye hai. The things in the book of Proverbs chapter 15 verse 3 says the eyes of the Lord are everywhere keeping watch on the wicked and the good. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere keeping watch on the wicked and on the good. Mithali 15:3 anasema macho ya Bwana yako kila mahali yakiwaangalia waovu na wema. So nothing is hidden before the Lord. That is the main understanding that instructs the life of the true church of Christ, the true disciples of Christ. Hivyo basi hakuna chochote kilichofichika mbele za Bwana. Wewe ndio ufahamu mkuu kabisa ambao unaelekeza kanisa la kweli la Kristo. The book of Job can we be there? The book of Job now Kitabu cha Ayubu sasa The book of Job chapter 12 Kitabu cha Ayubu sura ya 12 Job chapter 12 blessed people I'm reading verse 22 Ayubu 12 watu wabarikiwa nasoma mstari wa 22 He reveals the deep things of darkness and brings utter darkness into the light That is what instructs the church that will enter the kingdom of heaven the church that I saw worshiping in the kingdom of glory they live their life on the earth aware that God Almighty sees everything aware that he reveals the deep things of darkness and brings utter darkness into the light kufunua mambo ya ndani ya gizani na kuyaleta nuruni yale yaliyositirika sana basi hicho ndicho kanisa la kweli la Kristo wanaishi wakichua ya kwamba Mungu yeye hukunua mambo yote yaliyo gizani na kuyaleta mambo yote yaliyo katika giza na katika siri katika nuru The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3 I'm reading verse 13 it says the following Their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light Their work will be shown again their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light 
it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. Kitabu cha Waparita ya kwanza sura ya 313 kazi yake itaonekana kuwa ikoje kwa kuwa siku ile itadhihirika itadhihirisha kazi yake itadhihirishwa kwa moto na moto utapima ubora wa kazi ya kila mtu So the Lord will test all people on that day that is the day of reckoning that's what he's saying Kwa hivyo Bwana atawajaribu kila mtu katika siku hiyo hiyo ndio siku ya mwamsho hicho kitu anasema That is the day of reckoning that all your works will be put to test. Those who claim to be born again, you will know if you are being born again and you will test it with fire. The book of 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 7. the following. He says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at their heart. So that is what will happen on that day. This is what instructs the living church of the living God that will enter the kingdom of the living God. Lakini Bwana akamwambia Samueli, usitazame sura yake wala kimo chake kwa kuwa nimemkataa. Bwana hatazami katika vitu mwanadamu avitazamavyo. Mwanadamu hutazama vitu katika sura ya nje, lakini Bwana hutazama moyoni. Hivyo basi hiki ndicho Bwana atakapoangalia katika siku hii ya hukumu ya Mungu. So blessed people you see very clearly here that the Lord Almighty is saying that the church that enters heaven is instructed by these principles here as laid out in the book of first corinthians chapter 4 in that warning when he says you bring everything hidden in the darkness to light but the day is coming the day is coming when you bring everything that is hidden in the darkness bring it to light again i say it that is what instructs the life of the church that enters heaven. The church is so worshipping before the throne of God. And so when the Lord is looking at the heart, touching the heart, and looking through the heart, looking through the chambers of the heart, the motives of the heart, the hidden counsels of the heart. What is he searching for? The book of Matthew chapter 6, 19 to 24. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on the earth where moths and famine destroy and where thieves break in and steal. He is checking the hearts of men on that day. He will be checking to find out, did you really store up for yourself treasures on the earth or you did store up your treasures in heaven? Where was your heart? Was it in the world or it was with God? But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. 
sijiwekee hazina duniani mahali ambapo nono na kutu uharibu na uwezi hukunje na kuiba for where your treasure is there your heart will be also you see why the lord is touching the heart where has been your heart is your heart with jesus or with the world but the present day church her heart is with the world kwa sababu mahali hazina yako ilipo hapo ndipo pia moyo wako utakapokuwa hivyo basi bwana atakuwa anaangalia je moyo wako uko wapi hazina yako iko wapi where has been your heart you will check that on that day moyo wako umekuwa wapi ataangalia katika siku hiyo Imke imekuwa katika ulimwengu ama katika kwa kuwa na Yesu lakini moyo wa kanisa hili iko katika dunia the i again oh, oh, i don't know which church you talk about the, the, the heart of the fallen church of this age is on the earth that's why the lord is putting emphasis on searching the hidden motives and counsels of the heart Moyo wa kanisa lilianguka la wakati huu iko katika ulimwengu na ndio sababu Bwana anaweka uzito kabisa na msisitizo katika kuyachunguza mambo ya siri ya picha kabisa ya moyo. Verse 23 says the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy your whole body will be full of light. Anasema isinabili jicho ni taya mwili kama jicho lako ni nyofu mwili wako wote utakuwa na nuru. But if your eyes are unhealthy your whole body will be full of darkness. Lakini kama jicho lako ni orko mwili wako wote utajawa na giza. If then the light within you is darkness, how gross, how great then is that darkness? Kwa hiyo basi kama nuru iliyomo ndani yako ikiwa giza, hilo ni giza kuu namna gani? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other or you will devote be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So this is the warning that was being laid to the church in Corinth and the present day church. Hakuna mtu yeyote awezaye kumtumikia mabwana wawili kwa kuwa ama atamchukia huyo na kumpenda yule mwingine au atashikamana sana na huyo na kumdharau yule mwingine. Ninyi hamwezi kumtumikia Mungu na pesa. Hivyo basi hili ndilo onyo ambalo lilikwenda kwa kanisa la Wakorinto na pia sawia kwa kanisa la sasa hivi. The book of Luke chapter 12:19-21. Kitabu cha Luka sura 12 19 hadi 21. Luke chapter 12. Verses 19 and 21 I'm reading right away. Luka 12:19 hadi 21 nasoma. Luke chapter 12:19 21 it says. Luka sura 12:19 hadi 21 nasema. It says, and I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink and be merry. That is the church in Corinth and the present day fallen church in America, fallen church in Europe, fallen church in Nigeria, in Kenya, Uganda, Lilongwe, Malawi, the fallen church in Addis Ababa, the fallen church you see in Asia that are comfortable. The church the Lord is rebuking in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Nami nitaambia nafsi yangu nafsi unavyo vitu vingi vizuri ulivyojiwekea akiba kwa miaka mingi pumzika ule unyo ufurahi hivyo basi hili ni kanisa la Wakorinto na pia kanisa lilianguka katika majira haya katika ulimwengu wote mzima Saying now say to myself can you imagine the level of complacency and comfort here and I'll say to myself your plenty of grain laid up for many years that life easy eat drink and be merry That is the best definition the, the, the correct definition of the fallen church in Corinth the church in Laodicea and also the present day church there's no question about it. Ana sema kwamba nami nitaiambia na 
wangu nafsi unavyo vitu vingi vizuri ulivyojiwekea akiba kwa miaka mingi pumzika ule unywe ufurahi hivyo basi hiki ndicho kitambulisho bora kabisa cha kanisa la wakorinto la wadeleo de That is why the Lord is touching the heart That's why he's touching the heart because of this kind of comfort and complacency that consumes the apostate church Hivyo sababu Bwana anachunguza mioyo kwa sababu hizi starehe na mazoea ambayo imeteka kabisa kanisa la majira haya linanguka this very night your life will be demanded from you then who will get what you have prepared for yourself the lord said you call him back he's going to die that night and that is the exact condition of the church in Corinth the church in Laodicea and the present day church they are priding themselves in what they have on the earth not knowing that here it is very temporary and while they say peace peace and safety then all of a sudden destruction befalls them lakini mungu akamwambia mkumbavu wewe usiku huu haiwako unatakiwa sasa hivyo vitu ulivyojiwekea akiba vitakuwa vya nini hivyo basi anasemea kwamba hayo ndio mazoea na kustareheka na kujifuna ambako kanisa la wakorinto kanisa la wadekia na kanisa lilanguka la majiraha ya sasa wanajivunia vitu vya ulimwengu huu sasa wakikosa kujua kabisa kwamba kuna wajipika kuna kuwajipika wanasemea kwamba amani amani ile tu alafu katika maangamizo katika mstari wa 33 anaendelea kusema yafuatayo Sell your possession and give it to the poor provide passes for yourselves that will not wear out a treasure in heaven that will never fail where no thief comes comes near and no moth comes to destroy Uzeni malizeni mkawape maskini jifanyeni mifuko isiyotakaa mkajiwekea hazina mbinguni isiyokwisha mahali ambapo mwivi hakaribi mwivi hakaribi wala nondo haribu For where your treasure is there your heart will be also Kwa maana hazina yako ilipo That is very important. That's why he examined.
kwa njia hii watajiwekea hazina kama msingi kwa ajili ya wakati ujao na hivyo watajipatia uzima yani ule uzima ambao ni wa kweli this is why the lord when he comes to judge in that judgment you see highlighted in first corinthians chapter 4 verse 5 when he is coming to expose the hidden motives of the heart he will check the heart he wants to find what was in your heart was jesus really the one in your heart or the wealth of the earth the things of the earth the life of this world the goods of this life ndio sababu wakati ambapo bwana atakapokuja kuhukumu katika hicho kitabu cha wakorinto wa kwanza sura ya 5 mstari wa 5 wakati atakuja kuweka wazi kila nia ambazo zipo katika mioyo ya wanadamu hivyo atakuja kugundua je ni nini ambacho kilikuwa katika moyo wako je ni Yesu ama ni vitu ambavyo ni vya ulimwengu huu this is the judgment that you see paul raised as a warning to the fallen church in corinth and the lord is raising as a warning to the present day fallen church Hivyo basi hili ndilo hukumu ambalo unaniona kwamba Paulo alikwenda na kuibua kwa kanisa lililoanguka la Wakorinto na pia vile vile mnaona kwamba Bwana anakwenda na kuibua kwa kanisa lililoanguka la majira haya Luke chapter 18:23 says Kitabu cha Luke says the following When Jesus heard this he said to him You still lack one thing sell everything you have and give to the poor treasures in heaven then come follow me That's why the Lord says he will come and judge the heart he will search the heart to bring to light the hidden counsels of the heart hidden motives Kitabu cha Luka Luka 18:22 read it Kitabu cha Luka 18:22 anasema ya kwamba anasema ya kwamba ndipo Yesu Anasema kwamba Yesu aliposikia haya akamwambia bado kuna jambo moja uliopungukiwa nenda ukauze kila kitu ulichonacho uwape maskini nawe utakuwa na hazina mbinguni kisha njo unifuate hivyo basi anasema kwamba hii ndio ambayo Yesu anazum, anaangalia kuhusu ya kwamba kila ambacho umeweka katika hazina ya moyo wako That is what the Lord is talking about in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 when he says you bring the hidden things to light the things of darkness will bring them to light on that day that a day is coming when finally the hidden motives of every heart will be exposed hicho ndicho bwana anazungumza kuhusu katika kitabu cha wakorinto wa kwanza sura ya 4 mstari wa 5 wakati ambapo anasema ya kwamba kila kitu ambacho kimefitika katika nia za moyo wa wanadamu itakuwa wazi the book of luke 14:33 says in the same way those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples so the lord will come to examine is your heart tied to the world or your heart is focused on the kingdom of glory kitabu cha luka 14:33 anasema kwamba vivyo hivyo yeyote miongoni mwenu ambaye hawezi kuacha vyote alivyo navyo hawezi kuwa mwanafunzi wako hivyo basi hicho ndicho bwana anasema atakuja kuchunguza je moyo wako uko katika bwana ama uko katika vitu vya ulimwengu The book of Matthew chapter 6:33. Kitabu cha Mathayo sura ya 6:33. And he says the following. Na anasema yafuatayo. Matthew chapter 6:33. Kitabu cha Mathayo sura ya 6:33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given unto you as well. The Lord is going to come and check out where are you seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or you are seeking first the things of the world and lost in there as you see in the present day church. Lakini utapata prosperity gospel messages of prosperity and refusing to preach the cross and the blood which is essentially the seeking first of the kingdom of God and the righteousness of God. Lakini utafuteni kwanza ufalme wa Mungu na haki yake na hayo yote mtaongezewa tena Bwana atakuja kuchunguza 
random time coming. A serious warning to the president of the church also. Wapati wakutisha kabisa mba unakuja pia. Onyo kali kabisa kwa kanisa la kristo usa saibi pia. A tremendous time ahead of us here. Wapati wakutisha kabisa hapa mele yetu. And so you see now when the Lord was warning the church in Corinth, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and saying that a day is coming when you will be brought to account all the hidden motives of your heart that have caused your apostasy. You are pretending you are born again. You are pretending you are seeing revival. On that day, they will all be removed and placed before the light. You used to walk 
also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Ninyi pia zamani mlienenda katika mambo haya mlipoishi maisha hayo lakini sasa yaweke ni mbali nanyi mambo kama haya yote asira ghadhabu wovu masikizio na lugha chafu kutoka midomoni mwenu So do you see blessed people Tembo una watu wabarikiwa Anasema God was rebuking the church that was fallen in Corinth The fallen church in Corinth the Corinthian church Yakomba wakati Mungu alikuwa anatemea kanisa lianguka katika wa Corinto He was essentially telling them to stop focusing on the comfort and complacency of the life of this earth but to focus on the glorious kingdom of God that is coming. Kimsingi alikuwa anawaambia kwamba waache kulenga katika starehe na maisha ya kuwa tukutulia tu katika ulimwengu huu bali wakapata kulenga katika ufalme utukufu wa Mungu ambao unakuja. And yet the Bible is repeating itself in the present day age also. In hali Biblia inajirejelea inajirudia pia katika majira haya sasa pia. The present day church has also forgotten the kingdom of God she's focused on the kingdom of the world the gospel has been changed for her she's now getting a sweet gospel which is caramelized evangelio dulce ellos predica evangelio dulce ellos le gusta mucho evangelio dulce evangelio de carne evangelio del mundo evangelio de cosas del mundo evangelio de dinero kanisa la sasa hivi wamekosa kabisa kulenga katika ufalme wa Mungu unaokuja bali wametazamia na kulenga maisha ya hapa duniani ufalme wa hapa duniani injili ya ufanisi injili ya pesa injili ya pesa upendo wa pesa na injili ya pesa injili ambayo ni tamu kwa mwili they have rejected the cross and the blood of Jesus because the devil has lied to them that is too painful is too cumbersome the lord almighty was rebuking that church and telling that church please focus on the coming kingdom of god the church in Corinth and the present day church 
are focused on the earth, the worldly things, safety and comfort, the comfort and life, the comfort of this life, the pleasures of this world. Look at the church in the United States of America, the church in Canada, the church in Latin America, the church in Europe, the church in Africa, Asia, Australia, New Zealand, the islands. They are all focused on the life of here and now. And yet the Lord was saying, focus on the glorious kingdom of God. Focus upward. the kingdom of God. That's why the Lord was warning in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5, that a day is coming when He will bring everybody to account on this matter of how they live their life on this earth. And we have seen that he will search the hearts of men to bring out the hidden counsels of men and expose to light on the day of judgment. And when he does that, his motive is one to find out what is it that was in your heart. Did you store up treasures in your heart for yourself in the kingdom of heaven or you stored up treasures on this earthly thing? And then he says the reason that he's doing so and is urging the church to focus upwards in the kingdom of glory is because of Daniel 7, 13, 14. But in my vision at night I looked and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. And was given authority, glory and sovereign power and all nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will never pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. And so you can see very clearly here, blessed people, that the Lord is saying that the reason he was urging and he is still urging the church, the reason the true bride of Christ, the true church of Christ, that is on the earth here now, is focused up into the kingdom of glory. Why? Because Christ Jesus has been coronated there. He has been enthroned there. That is the day of his glorification in the kingdom of God, when he was given his dominion. That was the day when he was enthroned by God the Father. That's why he says he was led into the presence of the ancient of days. 
has given his dominion. Now he's ruling there. He's ruling us from there. And we ought to be focused there on where Christ Jesus the Messiah is. You now understand why the church in Corinth, that is the worldly church, an earthly church, was being rebuked. Christ Jesus died and he said that when when he, when he is he will draw all people we are about to come there don't want to jump the gun he will draw all people to himself John chapter 12 verse 32 let's go right to it and he says, John chapter 12, we can begin in verse 30. Let me see 32. Let's begin verse 30. He says, John chapter 12, 30. He says the following. Again, we can start 29. Okay, 30 says, Jesus said, This voice was for your benefit. Not mine. Now the time for the judgment of this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. And he was talking about this ascension that you see Daniel talking about. That when he dies for you at Calvary, he will be buried, and then he will resurrect, and then he will ascend into the kingdom of glory, and God the Father will coronate him, will crown him, will enthrone him with his dominion that will never end. And if you go to the book of Acts chapter 1, then you see how that happened. Verse 9. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and the cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up in the sky as he was going when suddenly two appeared dressed in white stood and stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way as you have seen him go into heaven. That is what he meant in John chapter 12, 32. That is what Daniel saw in Daniel 7, 13, 14. And John chapter 12, 32 says, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. And he says that ever since then, 
for those who are hungry John chapter 6 verse 62 look at what he says there we can start John chapter 6 33 and he says the following Jesus says I am with you only a short time and I'm going to the one who sent me. 34 he says, you look for me, but you will not find me. Because, and where, and where I am, you cannot come. Jesus talked about his ascension. Jesus came from heaven. No matter what people thought about him. Jesus came from heaven. And I know we are number one globally. On Twitter, we are trending number one globally in many nations. Thank you, my son, for saying I bless you. I bless you now, eternally. So he says very clearly here that Jesus on several occasions alluded on, alluded on the fact that he came from heaven regardless of what people said on the earth. His enemies. And he says, in the book of John, John chapter 12. John chapter 12, 32. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. I don't understand what language she's reading. But I, even I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people from my, to myself. Will draw all people to myself. And I, when I, even I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. The Lord is speaking very clearly here that the disciples of Christ are focused on the kingdom of glory where Christ is. Why? Because they have been drawn to himself. They have been drawn to Christ.
last and the greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. So I, even I, when I am lifted up, like the serpent that was placed on the stick, when I am lifted up, will throw all men to myself into the kingdom of glory where I have been enthroned. Kitabu cha Yohana 7:37 asema siku ile ya mwisho ya siku kuu siku ile kuu wakati Yesu akiwa anasimama huko akapaza sauti yake akasema kama mtu yeyote anaona kiu na aje kwangu anywe hivyo basi anasemea kwamba lakini mimi nikinuliwa kutoka katika dunia nitawavuta watu wote waje kwangu hivyo basi kama ile nyoka ya shaba ambayo ilinuliwa juu yeyote ambaye atakuja kwangu nitamvuta hadi katika ufande wa utukufu why the lord will come on the day of judgment to touch the heart of man where was your heart where are you drawn to christ at the throne of god right hand side of power where he seated ndio sababu katika siku ya hukumu bwana atakuja kuchunguza mioyo je moyo wako ulikuwa wapi je ulikuwa umevutwa katika enzi ya mungu mahali ambapo yesu kristo amekaa katika mkono wa mungu baba wa kuume hungry says i am the living bread the true bread that has come from god kwa wale ambao wanajaa asema ya kwamba mimi ni mkate ulio hai mkate ulio hai wa kweli ambao umekuja toka kwa mungu those who are thirsty says Whoever is thirsty come and drink from this fountain of living water. He is the living water for those who are thirsty. Kwa wale ambao wanakiu anasema kwamba njoni munyo kwangu mimi ndio chemi chemi kisima cha maji yaliyo hai. For those who are sick he says I am the great physician that healeth thee. Kwa wale ambao ni wagonjwa anasema kwamba mimi ndiye tabibu mkuu ambaye ninawaponya ninyi. For those who are demon possessed I am the deliverer he says. Kwa wale ambao wamepagawa na mapepo For those who are broken hearted he says I am the comforter I am your father the fatherless I am your father Kwa wale ambao wamevunjika mioyo anasema kwamba mimi ndiye mfariji kwa wale ambao ni mayatima anasema kwamba mimi ndiye baba yenu For those who are lonely I am the Emmanuel God with you Kwa wale ambao wako katika upweke anasema kwamba mimi ndiye Emmanuel Mungu pamoja nasi Wonderful counselor Mighty God. Mungu mkuu. And for those without habitation he says, I am the living stone and all of you like living stone are being used to build the house, the eternal house of God, eternal habitation of Yahweh. Na kwa wale ambao hawana mapazi, anasemea kwamba mimi ndiwe ndiye jiwe lililo hai. Kwa hivyo, ninyi kama mjiwe mawe ambaye yako hai, ninyi mnatumika ili kwamba kulijenga hekalu kuu nyumba ya Mungu ya Yahweh. For those who have gone astray I am the good shepherd. Kwa wale ambao wamepotoka, anasema kwamba mimi ndimi mchungaji mwema. For those who are childless, he comes and calms the storm. He is the mighty God that defeats the forces of nature. Anasema kwamba kwa wale ambao wanapitia dhoruba na mawimbi, mimi ndiye Mungu ambaye ninatuliza mawimbi na dhoruba. For those who are dead, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Kwa wale ambao wamekufa, anasema kwamba mimi ndiye ukufu na uzima.
Even Jesus himself spoke about his ascension all the time. The book of John chapter 6 verse 62. Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? John 6:33 says the says for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world Jesus always talked about where he came from no matter what his enemies thought they thought he was the son of Joseph no he always told them openly without fear I have come from God, just like the two prophets have done all over their administration. Regardless of public opinion, regardless of what their enemies said, Jesus always presented to them the truth that he has come from heaven. He says here that he is the true bread, the bread of God that has come down from heaven that gives life to the world. Jesus said to them, 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them at the last day. Again, talk about throwing us where he is. Just as the living father sent me and I live because of the father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Always drawing us to him, to himself, to the life we behold. Check on that day. Has your heart been with Jesus up there? Kama vile baba aliye hai alivyonituma mimi na kama nami ninavyoishi kwa sababu ya baba hivyo anilaye mimi ataishi kwa sababu yangu ndio sababu anasemea kwamba Yesu atakuja katika siku hiyo kuchunguza mioyo yenu je ipo pamoja na Yesu Ah, even I, when I am lifted up, I will draw all people to myself. 
Mimi hata mimi nitakapoinuliwa juu nitawavuta watu wote waje kwangu. Ephesians 4:10 He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heaven in order to fill the whole universe. Sasa kumbi yeye aliyeshuka ndiye aliyepaa juu zaidi kupita mbingu zote ili apate kujanza ulimwengu wote. Jesus ascended into glory and he drew us all those who are true followers their hearts and souls are anchored into the throne of God where Jesus is enthroned. Yesu alipaa hadi katika ufalme utukufu wake na sisi ambao tu wafuasi wake basi nafsi zetu na akili zetu tumetiwananga katika ufalme wa Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo. John 17 verse 5. Kitabu cha Yohana 17 mstari wa 5. And now Father glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had with you before the world. He always alluded to the fact that he was with God in heaven even before the earth was created that he belonged to heaven therefore his followers also belong to heaven not the earth Hivyo sasa baba unitukuze mbele zako kwa ule utukufu niliokuwa nao pamoja na wewe kabla ulimwengu haujakuwako hivyo basi kila mara kila wakati alirejelea kwamba alikuwa pamoja na baba hata kabla kuumbwa kwa ulimwengu hivyo basi ndio sababu nasema kwamba hata sisi wafuasi wake tunapaswa kuwa pamoja naye kulenga katika ufalme wake mbinguni The true church of Christ is focused on the kingdom of glory whether she lives here her heart is with Jesus up there where her life is hidden with him in glory. Kanisa la kweli la Kristo kila wakati limelenga katika ufalme wa utukufu mbinguni hata kama yuko hapa duniani bali moyo wake kila mara umefitika katika ufalme wa Mungu Baba katika utukufu. So the Lord always brought himself. Ile basi kila wakati Bwana alitukuta kwake. The kingdom of glory. Ufalme wa utukufu. And that is what he meant. Na hiyo ndio alimaanisha. When he said The day is coming when you touch the heart. Aliposema kwamba siku inakuja ambapo atachunguza mioyo. And yet when he's touching the heart. You can also be very much aware that the church of Christ that is the true disciple is aware that while she's living here God sees everything and Jesus will touch the heart she's also aware that day is near. Pia mapato kufahamu kabisa ya kwamba wakanisa la kweli la Kristo wakati ambapo yuko hapa duniani wanajua vyema kabisa ya kwamba Mungu huchunguza mioyo na kutafuta kila nia za moyo na kwa hivyo siku hiyo ambayo Yesu atakuja na kuchunguza mioyo hii karibu imekaribia The book of first John chapter 2 Kitabu cha Yohana wa kwanza sura ya pili First John chapter 2 turn with me blessed people first John chapter 2:28 Yohana wa kwanza sura ya pili mstari wa 28 First John chapter 2 verse 28 says. Says the following. First John chapter 2 verse 28. And now dear children, continue in him so that when he appears we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. The church that is the bride of Christ is aware of the imminency of his coming. Nobody knows the hour Nobody knows even that day to the extent that they are ready all the time. The church I saw in heaven. Basi sasa watoto wadogo kaeni ndani yake ili atakapofunuliwa tuwe na ujasiri wala tusiaibike mbele zake wakati wa kuja kwake. Hivyo basi kanisa la kweli la Kristo lajua vyema kabisa kuhusu kuja kwa ghafla kwa masia ya kwamba hakuna mtu ajue siku wala saa bali anako tayari kila wakati akingojea katika siku hiyo. The book of James chapter 5 
You to be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. The church that is the true bride of Christ, the church that is the true disciple, follower of Christ, is living here aware that the Lord sees everything, even the hidden counsel in the hearts of men, hidden, the hidden chambers of the heart, and even what is in the darkness, what is said there, they're done there, God sees, and on that day will bring it out. That instructs our living. And then also, she's aware that his coming is going to be studied any time, any day. Cannot be set a date. You cannot set a date for it. It says it can happen any time and about to happen also. The imminency of his coming. That also instructs our life. Is the imminency of his return 
that instructs the life of the true believers. Na kumgojea mwanawe kutoka mbinguni ambaye Mungu alimkufa kutoka kwa wapo Yesu yeye aliyetuokoa kutoka katika dhadhabu inayokuja. Basi hiyo kumgojea Yesu Kristo bila kuweka siku wala tarehe wala saa ya kuja kwake ndio ambaye inazungumza kuhusu kuja kwa Kristo kwa Masiya. So defining the true disciples of Christ in the book of First Corinthians chapter 4 is such a weighty matter. Romans chapter 13 11 also says and do this understand in the present time the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation has drawn nearer than when we first believed again talking about the imminency of his return that compels the true followers of Christ to be always ready any second any minute any hour any day any week any month any year Hivyo basi kitabu cha Korinto wa kwanza sura ya 4 mstari wa 5 kuendelea yazungumzwa vyema kabisa kuhusiana na mpia harusi mkamilifu wa Kristo wanafunzi wa kweli kabisa wa Kristo na pia kwenye kitabu cha Warumi sura ya nane mstari wa moja ya kwamba nanyi kwenye ni hivi mkitabwa ya kwamba vyema kabisa ya kwamba saa imekaribia sana kuliko jinsi ambavyo tulipaswa kukusudia hapo awali that any time he can come that is the church i saw in heaven because she has been waiting always ready always prepared always watchful ya kwamba wakati wote ule anaweza kuja hilo ndilo kanisa ambalo nikiliona wakiabudu katika ufalme wa mbinguni ambao walikuwa kila wakati wamejiandaa walikuwa wakati ambapo waliishi hapa duniani kanisa ambalo niliona wakiwa wa mbinguni kila wakati walikaa wakikesha wakiwa na mbojaa wakiwa na matarajio That is the church that was always ready. She knew that his return is going is imminent. No date can be set. No hour can be set for it. No second, no minute. Any time and is coming suddenly and soon. Hiyo ndio kanisa ambayo walipokuwa hapa duniani waliishi wakiwa tayari. Walijua vyema kabisa kwamba kuja kwake kutakuwa kwa ghafla. Ya kwamba hakuna siku wala tarehe wala saa yoyote ambayo imewekewa bali kuja kwake kutakuwa kwa ghafla na hivi karibuni. That is what instructs the life of the true disciples of Christ. Hiyo ndio ambayo inaagiza na kuelekeza maisha ya wanafunzi wa kweli wa Kristo. Luke 21:34-36 Be careful or your heart will be weighed down with carousing dark drunkenness and with the anxieties of this life and that and that day will close in on you suddenly like a trap again be careful or your heart will be way overweight weighed down with carousing drunkenness and the anxieties of this life close in on you suddenly like a trap anasemea kwamba jiadharini mioyoni mwenu ili msije mkalemewa na anasa ulevi nafadhaza maisha haya nayo siku ile ikawakuta ninyi bila kutazamia wala kama vile mtego unasavyo the church that is the true follower the true christian true believer of christ that church lived instructed by this kanisa ambalo ni wanafunzi wa kweli wa Kristo waumini wa kweli wa Kristo wanafunzi wafuasi wa kweli wa Kristo wanaishi wakiwa wanaongozwa na haya Luke 21:35 says for it will come on all those who live on the face of the earth Kitabu cha Luka 21:35 nasemea kwamba kama vile mtengo na savyo ndivyo siku hiyo itakavyowapata wanadamu wote waishio katika uso wa dunia Be always on the watch and pray that you'll be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the son of man they are aware 
of the imminency, the suddenness of the coming of the Messiah. So all the time, before they go to sleep, they repent first as they are preparing. That any time it comes in the night, it takes me. When they wake up, they are preparing. When they're in the traffic, they are preparing. When they're in the office, they are preparing. On the lunch break, they are praying and repenting all the time. Owing to that fact that Jesus has now been coronated, 
He has been enthroned in heaven according to Daniel chapter 7, 13, 14. Then he gives the following instruction to those who are his true followers. He says, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the seat of the majesty of God. Kuzipatia na kauli hiyo kwenye kitabu cha Daniel 